Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. My life is worth a living just because he lives. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Give God thanks one more time for his leading thus far. Thanking him for everyone who has taken the time out to join with us here at Faith Deliverance International Ministries, where we are gathered to worship him in spirit and in truth. We're giving God thanks for his leading, giving God thanks for life, giving God thanks for the gift of life. Doesn't matter what difficulties we have or we're experiencing this morning, the fact that we are alive, it is much to give God thanks for. And at this time, as it's widely celebrated right across the world this morning, as it relates to the Christian faith and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power over sin and death, we're giving God thanks that because he is alive, we have power. Because he is alive, uh, we have become also alive in him to those that believe on his name. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are greatly, truly, we are blessed this weekend. We, in prayers from Friday to Saturday morning, and the Lord has been blessing us in a tremendous way. And we don't want to take it for granted. We want to continue uh, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We want to pattern our lives after what we have received of him, from him. What he gave to his apostles and was given to us in the scriptures and what his apostles had recorded. And we want to be steadfast in that. I take this opportunity also to welcome those who are joining us on uh, Facebook Live, on YouTube um, Live. Uh, we are just so grateful to the Lord to have you this morning. And we're believing God uh, for a tremendous breakthrough in our lives this morning. Uh, we know that wherever uh, the word of the Lord is preached, wherever the name of the Lord is echoed, there is a battle, there is a fight. Uh, darkness uh, will seek to prevent uh, the word of God to be preached or to be made known to others. But we're so grateful to the Lord that the word all by itself has power. The word is power. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And it, uh, the darkness will never overcome the word of God. The word of God is life and it is light. And we're so grateful this morning. Uh, we want to continue to pray for those who have not yet received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Those who are not yet translated into this marvelous kingdom of light, have not yet come to the knowledge of who Jesus is. And certainly we continue to pray for them that they too may receive this wonderful re revelation of Jesus. Praise his wonderful name. At this time, let us bow our heads in prayer. Uh, everybody, please pray at this time. Father God, we come to you one more time. In your precious name, Lord, not by our own strength, not in the, uh, the power 
of our speech, God, how eloquent we can be. But Lord, we come to you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, depending solely upon your power, Lord Jesus, which can be demonstrated to the people this morning. Lord, as we come, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will take control of this atmosphere. I'm praying, Lord Jesus, that you will take control of my mind and my spirit, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hide me under your blood. Hallelujah. Under your blood, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Recognizing that I am nothing before you, Lord Jesus. I depend upon you this morning, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It is in our weakness, God, that you are shown strong, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And as God, we are here this morning, we are praying, Lord Jesus, that you will touch the minds of everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Beat back the powers of darkness, Lord Jesus. Lord, clear this atmosphere right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus prevail. Over sickness, over death, Lord Jesus, over the powers of darkness, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Manda Bakotosaya. Hallelujah. Makotoshanda Basaya. Hallelujah. The bind the forces of darkness this very hour. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I command peace. Hallelujah. Upon the minds of your people right now, God. Hallelujah. Settle their minds, their spirit. My God Almighty. Roll back every dark clouds and let your glorious light shine in this morning. Hallelujah. Give me what to say, Lord. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus against the hand of the devourer this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We look to you one more time and we bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. My God. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless his holy name to the book of Romans chapter 8. Just a, a verse from the passage of scripture, Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. Paul to the believers here in Rome. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. He said, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. One more time. 
if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. My subject this morning comes in the form of a question. Do you have the resurrection power? Do you have the resurrection power? The same spirit that Paul speaks about that raised up Jesus from the dead. Paul writes to us and he said, if you have it, you can be confident that that same spirit, if it dwells in you, it shall also quicken your dead bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. Do you have the spirit, the resurrection power dwelling in you? Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and verse 26, we recognize from the scripture the nature of man. The Bible said that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You need not worry concerning the deity of our Lord the eternal one because the scripture will have us know verse 27 so God created man in his own image in his own image In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. The Bible said that God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth 
upon the earth. The power that was given to man has everything to do with the creation of man in the image and in the likeness of God. Genesis 2 and verse 7 the Bible tells us that God having gathered man mold him from the dust of the earth. And that's why we can't boast brothers and sisters because we are made from the dust of the earth. And the very thing that you walk upon is the very thing that was used to create us. And the Bible said that having formed man from the dust of the earth, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Something out of God came into man because of that man became a living soul that tells us brothers and sisters without God we are nothing without God we are empty confused and miserable without God we are hopeless such was the nature of man. He was like God, made in the image of God and the likeness of God. Genesis 3 tells us of an account that changed the very nature of man. In that man became unlike God. In that man rebelled against his creator. He was given one command after having been placed in the Garden of Eden, a place called Paradise, a place, oh God Almighty, hallelujah, that was fruitful, a place that reflected the very uh, love of God relating to, as it relates to man. And man was told not to eat of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. And man was challenged by the opposer the serpent, the devil, the adversary. And he was challenged that he could be more than who he really is. He was made in the image and in the likeness of God. But man was challenged by the adversary. Telling him that the moment you eat, the moment you rebel against your God, you will become like God, knowing good and evil. But what man was not told by his opposer is that you will never have the ability to handle evil and that evil would change you forever. You will never have the power over evil. Uh, you will, uh, in turn, receive 
a broken nature, a changed nature. And man who at the time was created in the image and the likeness of God, the Bible said they were both naked and knew no shame. But the moment they ate, disobeyed the command of God, ate of the tree that was in the midst of the garden, that the Bible said they, their eyes were opened and they look and behold, they recognize they were naked and were ashamed. Man started to die. Spiritually and finally physically. Man who was like God knew no death. Never knew what it was to be spiritually dead. Never knew what it was to be separated from God. Never knew what it was to be unlike him. Never knew what it was to be ignorant of him. And so because of that, man was displaced from the Garden of Eden. Was removed from the tree of life. Placed outside the garden and had no access to the tree of life. Had no access on his own merit to his creator. He was separated from God. Man became unable on his own to find God. He could not restore himself. He could not, hallelujah, change his nature. He became unlike God and ignorant of his creator. His eyes were blinded because of his sin. This did not only affected our forefather, Adam and Eve. But ever since, every man that came into this world was born in the nature of his forefather. Born ignorant of God. Born separated from God. Born unlike God. Fallen. Broken, miserable, full of trouble and without any hope. And so, brothers and sisters, we recognize how lost and corrupt man is. In Ecclesiastic chapter 7 verse 20, the Bible tells us, For there is not a just man upon the earth. That doeth good and sinneth not. Doesn't matter how good a man may think he is, he is a sinner. Job 15 14 to 16 tells us, What is man that he can be pure? Or he who is born 
of a woman that he can be righteous. Behold, God puts no trust in his holy ones. And the heavens are not pure in his sight. How much less one who is abominable and corrupt. A man who drinks injustice like water. Psalm 130 verse 3. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities. O Lord, who could stand? Psalm 143 and verse 2. Don't put your servant on trial. For no one is innocent before you. All is guilty before your eyes. Proverbs 20 and verse 9 tells us, Who can say, I have made my heart pure? I am clean from sin. No one can ever confess that statement truthfully. Man is corrupt. Man born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and has no goodness in him. Brothers and sisters, it is for this very reason why the promise which was given to the woman in the who had fallen before father or mother, Eve, in that coming from the lineage of the woman would be a seed, a hope, a promise that will crush the head of the serpent. Someone that will bring hope to humanity. We find, brothers and sisters, that there was a time, an appointed time, that God himself came into this world. Born of a virgin. That the prophet Isaiah prophesied. A damsel. A virgin called Mary. Born. Not of a biological process. But born. Because she was impregnated by the Holy Ghost. And she was found with child. Not any and any child. But the scripture would have us to know. That the angels declared to her. That which is in you. This conception is of the Holy Ghost. And you should call his name Jesus. Because he shall save his people from their sin. And we understand, brothers and sisters, that he came into this world as a gift. As John will have us understand in the scripture, John 3 and verse 16. Simply because he loved this whole world. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That any man that believes on him. 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. He came into this world to give life. He came as light coming into this world. But man rejected him. Man in his miserable state, in his confused state, rather darkness than light, came to his own. His own knew him not. It did not receive him, but rejected him. But to as many that receive him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God. Even to as many as believed on his name. Here we understand, brothers and sisters, that life came into the world. And the only way one can receive this life is by faith. This is no ordinary experience. Every man has got to contemplate at some point in his life. What is the meaning of Jesus coming into this world? What is the purpose of him coming into this world? The Bible tells us of an account in the book of John chapter 3. Let's head over there. Just before we move into John chapter 3, John records in the book of John chapter 2 a miracle of Jesus in turning water into wine. And in this concluding verses of chapter 2, the Bible tells us That he went into the temple. And the zeal of the Lord. Had eaten him up. He went and he saw some activities in the temple. That displeased him. He said my, my father's house. Is not house of merchandise but should be a house of prayer overturn the money chambers tables and his disciples remembered the scripture that the zeal of thine house had eaten him up The Jew said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews did not understand what he meant. 
46 years was this temple in building. And will thou rear it up in three days? He did, they did not understand that he spake of the temple of his body. The disciples remembered after he was risen. Verse 23 tells us, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name. When they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them. Because he knew all men. And needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. John 3 tells us. That a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. A ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, teacher, master, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. I want us to take careful note of the statement of Nicodemus. Nicodemus, including the Pharisees, recognized how great a teacher he was. But in the opening statement of Nicodemus, we recognize how subtly he dismissed the very revelation of Jesus Christ. He can be accepted as just a teacher coming from God. But never the son of God. Never the revelation of God. Never the light of God coming into this world. Nicodemus says, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus recognized the heart of Nicodemus and instead of continuing or following up on the arguments or the statement that Nicodemus just made. Jesus went straight to the heart of the matter. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Truly, truly, I say unto you, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom 
of God. To see the kingdom requires a rebirth. What is this rebirth that Jesus is speaking of? Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can this rebirth process take place when a man is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The question is, brothers and sisters, What does Nicodemus mean by his statement, by his question? Is it one of a change of character? Can a man, after having passed through these many years, and he's now shaped, By his experience through life. By his experience as it relates to his environment. What he was taught. And who he had become based on his choices. How can he change his character? Can he become good? Can he have a change of nature? Or is it that Nicodemus is totally confused? Jesus said, Surely, surely, verily, verily, I say unto you, Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus now, brothers and sisters, his first statement said, except he be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus says in the second statement, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot Enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Hello. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He's talking now about the spirit of God. He said, don't be amazed, Nicodemus. You must be born again. Don't be surprised by my statement. You must be born again. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is 
totally required for a man to see the kingdom of God, for a man to enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, the physical birth has nothing to do with the kingdom. The physical birth will never allow you to be translated into the kingdom. These are the words of Jesus Christ. The physical birth is trapped in the curse of death. For every man that is born of a woman is a few days old and full of trouble. And his end is in the grave. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. He will die and head to the grave. From the dust he came and to the dust he will return. That's the final place of everyone who is born of the flesh. But here Jesus raises something new. He says a man that is born of the spirit is born from above. And it is a different birth as it relates to the man that is born of the flesh. Nicodemus now In Jesus' statement, having reaffirmed of the importance of this new birth, that one cannot enter this kingdom of which Jesus speaks about outside of this new birth experience. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what religion says, Jesus says, no man can enter my kingdom outside of this new birth. What is this new birth that he's speaking about? What is this regeneration that he's talking about? It has everything to do with the nature of man. Man is broken. Man is corrupt. And man has no future outside of God. Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must recognize what the spirit and the work of the spirit is like. He said, take for example, the wind. It bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof. You can perceive. You hear it. But you cannot tell from whence it cometh. You don't know where the wind is coming from. You hear it. You feel it. Uh, you can tell that it's blowing from east to west. But you don't know where it's coming from, Nicodemus. And where it's going. You don't know the end place of the wind. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. You cannot understand the work of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him. How 
can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? You're a teacher of Israel, and you do not know these things. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and he received not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and he believed not, how shall he believe if I tell you of heavenly things? The mystery of the work of the Spirit can never be understood the physical mind. You can never reason out the work of the Spirit. The things that are from heaven is above the reasoning ability of men. Men will never be able to comprehend the things from above. Jesus says, no man had gone up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What is Jesus saying? Nicodemus, if you want to perceive this new birth experience, if you want to understand what it means to be born of the water and of the spirit, to be born from above, you've got to confront the cross of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, how often we, are cha- we have challenged ourselves to become a new person. To become a better individual. A person who can contribute to this society. But we often find ourselves after attempting to fail miserably. It is because, brothers and sisters, there is no new person outside of a new birth. One must be regenerated by the Spirit of God. One must be born from above. And for one to be born from above, Jesus says, You can only receive this. You can only receive this revelation because someone has come down from heaven. Even the son of man which is in heaven. His name is Jesus. The Bible said that Jesus said, do you remember Nicodemus when Moses 
lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. That those who had complained and murmured against God's servant. Who were bitten by the serpent. The serpents that invaded the camp of Israel. Some died. But those who hearkened to the word of Moses. When God told him, make a fiery serpent. Raise it up on a pole. And those who were bitten by the serpent. When they look upon the fiery serpent. They would be healed. Moses did exactly that. And those who were bitten because of sin. Rebelling against and complaining against God's servant. They were healed. So shall it be Nicodemus. That when I be lifted up from this earth. When I'm placed upon the execution stake. I know you don't understand what I'm saying Nicodemus. But you shall see and understand hereafter. That unless I am placed on the execution stake. The cross of Jesus Christ. And unless I'm crucified. Unless I die. No man can be regenerated. But if I be lifted up. Hello brothers and sisters. I will draw all men unto me. That whosoever believeth upon me. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. This he spake of his death. Brothers and and sisters. Jesus came into this world. My God almighty. To die for the sins of men. He did not came into this world. My God. To make us happy. Hallelujah. That's why the responsibility of every preacher. Is not to preach men to be happy. Not to be. Not to motivate men. My God. Almighty and to give them hope in this world but the hope of men lie in the cross of Jesus Christ the hope of men lie in the death of Jesus Christ this world has no hope this world will be consumed by fire but the hope lies in the life of Jesus Christ the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ if any man is going to be regenerated he's got to face The cross of Jesus Christ. Every man. Will have to face. The cross. Of Jesus Christ. No wonder. Brothers and sisters. That when he was heading to the cross. He told his disciples. In John chapter 14. When they begin to lose. Peace and they were troubled. In their spirit. Uh, that Jesus said to them, let not your heart be troubled. He, he believed in God, believe also in me. Oh, brothers and sisters, you cannot believe in God and reject Jesus Christ. You've got to believe in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I'm heading to the cross. I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, that if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. 
that where I am, there he may be also. And whither I go, he know. And the way he know. You do not know where I'm going. Man is confused as it relates to heavenly things. Thomas said unto him, Lord, uh, where are you going? How can we know the way? Uh, brothers and sisters, uh, this is an excellent question. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If he had known me, he should have known my Father also. And henceforth, he know him and I've seen him. To see Jesus is to see God because he is the very revelation of God that came into this world. My God, to, to regenerate the very nature of man. Philip said unto him, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said, have I been so long with you, Philip, and you're still wondering, my God Almighty, hallelujah, you have not known who I am. Philip said, he that, Jesus said, he that had seen me had seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Disciples. Recognize that he was heading to the cross. Jesus said that I will not leave you to the men that were in the process of losing hope. Jesus said to them in John chapter 15 verse 26 he began to speak about the comforter that when he comes I will send unto you from the father even the spirit of truth which comes from the father he shall testify of me. John chapter 16. In verse. 7. The Bible said. After. Sorrow had filled their heart. Jesus began to speak. About the coming hour. Where he's going to face the tragedy of the cross. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and he see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. And so, brothers and sisters... Jesus now speaks of the coming of his spirit to everyone 
that believes on him. The disciples were concerned because he's heading to the cross. He's about to die. And they're wondering what will become of them. But Jesus said, don't you worry, oh, brothers and sisters. Because when I go, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send the comforter in my name, my God Almighty. There's going to be something miraculous that will take place. The Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, my God Almighty, that when he was crucified upon the cross, hallelujah, a bloody experience, my God Almighty, they condemned him to die. The Bible tells us, my God Almighty, that when he hung on the cross, hallelujah, for the sin of humanity, my God Almighty, that we can have hope. The Bible said the hour came when he gave up the ghost, hallelujah, and he died. And for a period of three hours, darkness came over the earth. And the Bible told us that the earth shook. And the centurion, my God Almighty, hallelujah, when he recognized what was happening, he said, truly, this must be the Son of God. I want us to understand, brothers and sisters, that when it comes to the cross of Jesus Christ, it's a dividing line. Some will contemplate it and become believers. Some will argue against it because others mocked him. Others jeered him. They said, some said, some of the soldiers said, hallelujah, he saved himself, but he could not. He saved others, but he could not even saved himself oh god almighty others mocked him my god and jeered him but some looked on him and said truly this must be the son of the living god hallelujah my god almighty joseph of aria matthias my god almighty said my god almighty hallelujah when he looked Upon the death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was my God. A believer of Jesus. But he was a Pharisee. But on the point of the death of Jesus. And contemplated the very cross of Jesus. He looked my God almighty. And said to Pilate. Give me the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Pilate who had already washed his hand. Had nothing to do with Jesus. This Pharisee came to Jesus. Not knowing what Pilate would have said hallelujah exposed himself and said I beg you for the body of Jesus Christ there is something about Jesus hallelujah that I need to understand hallelujah it was the period of time when the Passover was coming hallelujah he did not even my God almighty care that he would defile himself having my God almighty hallelujah anointed the body of Jesus coming in contact with the my God, hallelujah, the dead body, hallelujah, but there was something about Jesus that moved this man, hello somebody, hallelujah, when we look upon the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, hallelujah one, hallelujah, will have to wonder or will have to become either a believer or reject Jesus Christ but the Bible tells us that he did say that destroy this body in three days and raise it up. So 
The Bible tells us that he was buried in the tomb of this Joseph. And for three days and three nights, the tomb was sealed. Men, soldiers, guarded the entrance to the tomb. But the fear that the disciples of Jesus will break the sealed tomb, steal away the body of Jesus and tell folks he's risen. But brothers and sisters, the time came on the third day that while the soldiers guarded the tomb of Jesus, that the Bible tells us that there was a great earthquake and verse 2 for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it Bible said his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow it is the working of the spirit it is from above And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angels said unto the woman, Fear not he, for I know that he seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, Come see. The place where the Lord lay. Go quickly. Tell his disciple that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall he see him. Lo, I have told you. Brothers and sisters. Here we understand something miraculous had taken place. To the doubters, they reject it. But to everyone that has hope, they believe it by faith. Outside of the resurrection of Jesus, there is no hope. It is the power of the church. If there be no resurrection, then preaching, our preaching, and this life that we live in him is in vain. But we understand that Jesus is risen. And after having been risen from the dead, 
Scripture tells us that he showed himself to many. Showed himself to a doubting Thomas who said, unless I see him for myself, unless I am able to push, to thrust my hands through his side, I, I, I just can't believe that he is risen. I need something more than that. I want to see him for myself. And so the Bible tells us that he showed up in the midst of the disciples, confronted Thomas, told him, come, do exactly what you want. Thomas ended up believing that Jesus spoke of many who have never seen him physically but believe. And he blessed them. He said, they are blessed. Before he ascended on high, the Bible tells us now That he told his disciples. Don't you worry. About me leaving. Because they started worrying again. About Jesus. Leaving their presence. And the kingdom. Israel is still not yet restored. Jesus says. Don't you worry. About that, Acts 1 verse 7. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But he shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and into all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost past part of the world. He said, tarry here until you receive power from on high. This John said, he spake about when he told them about the comforter that's coming in his name. The Bible said that the disciples gathered together in one accord, in one place. Not understanding what the work of the Spirit will be. But as they sat with their minds focused upon Jesus. Every man believing. Every man being obedient. Wait here. Don't you move until you receive the power from on high. What power is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the Holy Ghost power. He's talking about the Spirit of God coming into man. The Spirit of God taking resident, living in the bodies of men. Hallelujah. And as they waited, my God, for the power of God. The Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, that the time came. 
while they were there worshiping God, while they were there with their minds focused upon God, that suddenly there came, my God Almighty, they, hear, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the very place that they were in. My God Almighty, the sound, my God, from above, my God, just like Jesus had said, you don't understand Nicodemus, my God, the, the working of the wind. You hear it, my God, you see, you feel it when it passes, by, but you don't even know where it's coming from and you don't know where it's going. So it is the working of the spirit, my God Almighty. Only the one that has ascended, my God, and descended from above can explain to you, my God Almighty. And so the sound of the Spirit, my God, the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, my God Almighty, and it filled their hearts, our God, and it sat upon them, my God, as cloven tongues of fire, my God Almighty. Man's spirit was suddenly regenerated. Man's spirit was born from above. Man was regenerated from above. Every one of them received power from on high. Oh God Almighty. The only way that we can have a new nature is to be born of the water and to be born of the spirit. My God. He's talking about resurrection power. Brothers and sisters, do you have the resurrection power that Jesus talks about? Paul said, if this same spirit that dwells in you, my God, the same spirit that dwell in Jesus Christ that raised him from the dead if it dwell in you it shall also quicken your mortal body because man is heading to the grave but you need something that can take you up out of the grave what is Jesus talking about he's talking about a day when every dead shall raise my God every dead will be resurrected my God almighty some to death some to life my God almighty but if you've got the spirit of God dwelling inside of you, it shall quicken your mortal body, bringing you back to life. My God Almighty, hallelujah, raised to eternal life. Brothers and sisters, do you have the power of the Holy Ghost? Do you have the resurrection power reigning inside your being? Do you have the spirit of God living inside of you? My God, Paul said, my God Almighty, that as many as got the spirit of God, as many, hallelujah, who are led by this spirit, they are the sons of God. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the resurrection power? Are you born of the spirit? Are you born? Have you been regenerated? It is the spirit that gives life. And the words Jesus say, I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. Do you have the Holy Ghost? What do you mean, preacher? Have you been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost? Everyone that believes on him shall receive. He did breathe upon his disciples. John said when he did, 
he was speaking about the Holy Ghost, which they did not understand. But after he ascended on high, and the Comforter came in his name, when they received the power of the Holy Ghost, they recognized what Jesus was talking about. The Bible said, every one of them that was in that room was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Every one of us who believes by faith should be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh Lord God Almighty. It is faith that brought them to that very place. Obedience by faith. Everyone gathered. Faith that produced the unity of the spirit. Every man received when the Holy Ghost came. The Bible said they spake in tongues and magnified the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some folks don't believe in the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some don't even believe in speaking in tongues. But this church, this Bible speaks about the receiving of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues and magnifying the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the scripture tells us, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. Howbeit in mysteries, it's a mystery. Hello, somebody. It's not, uh, it's not nonsense that some will criticize and say, it is for everyone that believes. It's not a selective group. It is for everyone that believes. Faith in Jesus will cause you, my God Almighty, to repent of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Being buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in water baptism. Have you received the power of the Holy Ghost. Someone say it was for the apostles. The brothers and sisters had nothing to do solely with the apostles. But scripture tells us that one Cornelius, hallelujah, a centurion of the Italian band, a Gentile, was praying earnestly to the Lord. That his prayers came up to the Lord as a memorial. And a mysterious thing took place. The Lord revealed himself, gave him a word, said, Send for Simon Peter. And when he comes, he will explain everything to you. Peter, who was on his rooftop praying, was caught up in a trance. At the end of it, something mysterious took place. The Lord spoke and said, There are men outside seeking you. Go 
asking no questions. The Bible said he went down to the house of Cornelius being a Gentile. The Jews not being permitted to enter. But the Holy Ghost was operating. Bible said that Cornelius explained what took place. And Peter began to preach about Jesus Christ. Preach about his death. Preach about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible said, while he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell upon Cornelius. Why? Because he believed, hallelujah, in the words of Peter. And he began to speak in other tongues and magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter said, can any man forbid that these be not buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Seeing that they are filled with the Holy Ghost as we are. Holy Ghost is a must to enter the kingdom of God. Unless you're born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, preacher, you're being a bit too harsh. No, these are not my words. These are not my opinion. These are the words of Jesus Christ. How can I receive? Simply by believing, by faith. Repent. Of your sins. Be buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive. Give up this old life. If you live after the flesh, Paul says, it's death. But if you live after the spirit, it is life. Hallelujah. Give up this old life. Be buried in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Identify yourself with the death of Jesus Christ. Die with him on the cross. Hallelujah. Let the old man be crucified with him on the cross. That's why I told you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, any man who desire to be born from above must contemplate the cross of Jesus. You've got to be crucified with him. You've got to be. The old man has got to die. When you are buried, when you believe, when you repent, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands. Some folks believe you've got to work to receive this. It is a free gift. It is a gift, not of works. Hallelujah. By simply obeying and believing. Repentance. Hallelujah. Being buried with him. In water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For it is a promise to anyone that believes. 
Jesus said, anyone that believes on him, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Open your mouth by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you begin to focus upon the, uh, the, the, the Lamb of God, the one who was crucified for you, the one who shed his blood for you, as you begin to focus upon him, hallelujah, you begin to feel an anointing, hallelujah. Something supernatural is taking place in your mind, in your spirit right now, hallelujah, for your spirit is broken, but the spirit of God is coming into you to regenerate you, hallelujah, that you can have access to the kingdom of life hallelujah as you begin to reflect of him the one who died for you you begin to love him from the depths of your soul you begin to hallelujah worship him something good is happening inside of you hallelujah as you begin to feel his power inside of you you begin to open your mouth by faith and receive him listen to what the holy ghost is saying you don't need no music you don't need no noise you don't even need someone to touch you right now simply by believing hallelujah out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water open your mouth and receive this very hour hallelujah the one who shed his blood for you the one who died on calvary for you the one who was stretched out the one who died until the whole world was enveloped into darkness the one who died until the earth quaked my god almighty the one who died until the, the veil in the temple was rent in twain my god almighty open your mouth hallelujah as you believe on him right now and you shall receive my god you don't try to say something the spirit will give you utterance hallelujah to say what he's giving you open your mouth and receive the gift of the holy ghost right there in your house my god almighty you shall receive the power of the holy ghost hallelujah any man who does not have the resurrection power living in him cannot see the kingdom of God cannot enter the kingdom of God open your mouth right now like you know hallelujah the importance of it hallelujah and you shall receive a band of forces of darkness right now and I command the spirit of light my God to touch you right now something good is happening to you hallelujah rivers of living water is moving inside of you right now open your mouth I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive the power of the living God. Hallelujah. The anointing of God is stirring you right now. My God, I loose you in the name of Jesus Christ. This word come to give you life. This word come to resurrect you. My God, open your mouth and receive the power of the living God. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unmute your microphones right now. Hallelujah. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and begin to receive him right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Life has come into you. Life is coming into you right now. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Ghost. He came into this world to give life and hallelujah hallelujah life more abundantly open your mouth and receive him 